Hi, and welcome to the TRU Alumni Podcast, hosted by me, Dustin McIntyre, TRU Alumni Manager and TRU Alumni. I am joined today by Jackson Gardner, 2023 Bachelor of Arts graduate majoring in marketing and minor in communications. Hailing from Chilliwack, British Columbia, Jackson came to TRU in 2018 right after the Wolfpack men's soccer team won bronze with his heights set on something bigger. And let me tell you, he did something bigger. Jackson is has the most clean sheets in TRU history, the most goalkeeper wins in TRU history, the most games played as a goalkeeper in TRU history, has the most saves, and has the best goals against average. He is a U-Sport national champion and currently is in Australia, and he's calling into us at 1 a.m. his time, two days ahead or something. Welcome to the podcast, Jackson Gardner. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to be here. We're excited. I know we've been trying to make this happen with you. It's uh, the time change. It's difficult, but here we are. You made some time for us. You just came off another clean sheet uh, on your current squad. Tell us about your game tonight. Yeah, it was a big game. You know, um, we're in really good form in the league. Um, in our first or six games into the season now, we have uh, five wins, um, five clean sheets, and only one goal against in the first six games. So it's a uh, really good start that put us in first place tonight so we had a, a disappointing exit in the in the league cup last weekend um quite a big defeat so it was good to bounce back from that and uh and yeah always love a clean sheet so it was a, it was a great win so that one goal you let in jackson was that your fault um uh or you know can they're, you all someone, fault, they're all my fault they're all your yeah, fault so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i buried the lead a little bit there i missed some other things you know you are the academic all you were an academic all canadian three times dean list recognition three times uh, you won Canada West bronze medal. I mean, the list is is enormous. Jackson, what does your time at TRU mean to you? Um, um, don't talk about the national championship yet. We're going to get into that. But tell us about your five years here. Yeah, honestly, like the the best five years of my life. Um, I think, yeah, when I signed, you know, um, obviously I, I was quite young, but I just had the, a gut feeling that it was the right move. And I think um, just like when you look back now, it kind of turning into a, I mean, uh, yeah, still young, but um, starting to do a bit of a man, you know, while it, my time in Canada was at TRU. Um, it just, yeah, it's it's one of the the most unbelievable things to kind of look back on as a whole. And I, I'm yeah, just so grateful for my time uh, at TRU and uh, just to be uh, successful in the way that it was. Well, tell us about how did you end up at TRU? Because I know that's a bit of a unique story. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a unique story. I think um, I started the process early. I'm one of those guys that, you know, um, I like to have things planned ahead of time because that way, you know, even if the plan goes 75% um, the way it should, it still works out in my favor at the end of the day. Um, so I started my recruiting process when I was about 15. Um, and obviously there's different rules. I, can't, I don't know the exact age, but where you're allowed to talk to coaches, go to camps, things like that. Um, and then, so actually, so funny enough, the way it started, it's for my 16th birthday, my parents have this thing where for me and my two older brothers, um, our 16th birthday, it's not a gift, it's an experience. Awesome. So, you know, my oldest brother, he got to go skydiving. Um, my middle brother, he went zip lining up in Whistler for his 16th. And then for my 16th, my, um, they, they booked me in for, um, an ID camp at Oregon state university. Wow. So my dad took me on this big road trip. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was an awesome kind of first introduction as a 16 year old to, you know, this is what it's like. You, you go to those camps and you see all these players from, from different backgrounds. And, um, so that's kind of where it started. Um, went from Oregon, um, a couple of different ones in California with some D one schools. Cause you know, right at the start, I was like d1 or nothing i'm i, I want to go big <laughs> d1 you know what i mean it was like one of those um 
And then as, as I became more educated, I was like, wow, there's this league and there's this league. Oh, and Canada has this cool setup. And I kind of, you know, obsessed over it and learning all about it so that, because, you know, f- five years of your life, it's a big chunk mm-hmm. and, and you want to make sure you're for your education as well. Um, obviously, I'm, um, I, I, I take pride in my education and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm all about soccer. So I'm, uh, I was always looking to that side of things quite a bit. Um, and then when everything, um, yeah, kind of went down, um, when was this? This would have been March. It's the Whitecaps Showcase Tournament. So I messaged a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of Canadian coaches and they said, hey, I'm playing it this time, this time. Um, would you guys want to have come have a watch? Because I know there are a lot of scouts there and stuff like that. And then, yeah, John, eventually he, uh, he came to watch one of my games and then he invited me out to, um, to, to train with the team for a couple of days. And that would have been, yeah, this would have been July 2017. So um, still pretty early in the recruiting process. Not a lot of people commit till you know, March of their graduation right. year or even yeah. later. Um, but again, I wanted to kind of, get that out of the way a bit early um and uh yeah so came down to, to Kamloops we played a game and a couple of training sessions and uh, yeah I thought I handled myself well especially for a 16 year old and I think John thought so too because um he made me an offer um and then I remember the second he made it, I was with my dad and I was like yes 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 like I, I'll take it I'll take it I'll take it and I was like no no no, no, no. he's like no you gotta take, take a month yeah he's okay to like you know to take a month think about it talk to your parents everything like that he's, and I was like I'm going to take it now, John. Like, he's like, no, no. He's like, you know, take your time. But I was just like, I, I just, that feeling like being there for a few days, um, fit, like seeing the guys and how I fit in and just the, the campus is beautiful. This like everything. It was in the summer as well. You know, it's, it's just like, n- for me, nothing beats Kamloops in the yeah. summer. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I think about a month to, to, to the minute I, I called John on his phone and said, uh, you set a timer yeah, on your I'm phone. Like, yeah. Saying, One month. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell us about you. You kind of mentioned him there. Tell us about uh, you know John Antoloff, your your head coach, and uh, the experience. You know, when twenty seventeen, when you came for your visit, uh, Wolfpack had just won bronze. You know, Al Connor uh, came back for one year to be the goalie there. You know, legendary Al Connor, and then you're coming in and you you grab that spot right after him, right? So tell us about you know your experience uh, with John and the trust that he he put into you, and and uh, you know he he built that program up, and obviously look where it is now, and you know, tell us about that a little bit. Hundred percent. I mean, um, yeah. You look at the um, things that Al Connor achieved as well. You know, he he was he was a penalty kick. He was the first penalty kick here. Yeah. For, yes, for he GRU was. And uh, you know, always look up to him for that. And uh, and yeah, even when I was trying, I remember he was there. He was he he he. I think for the game, he played the first half. I played the second, something like that. But um, but yeah. And then uh, to to kind of see um, the the standard, you know, showing up in big moments like that as a as a young kid coming into this tier, you like knowing what it takes to know. Uh, to, to you know kind of bring pride to the city like in the way that he did and all the other guys did in 2017 um it definitely laid the foundation you know so by the time that came around in 2022 we uh like even myself looking back at al i was like okay hey, this, this is what it takes you know it's a, you, you got to show up you gotta you know make those big stops and things like that and um but yeah it was just it was super cool and on that front and i think john putting the trust in me as you know i played i'm born in december so i played my whole first u sport season at 17 and it was wow. just like um, it's easy to get a bit of imposter syndrome. I think you can think, uh, you know, when you're playing against, especially back then, we had all the old guys like, yep. you know, JD and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Justin um, Donaldson yeah, and, uh, yeah, Jan was already on that team and Josh Banton. So you guys did your whole, yeah. you know, your whole five years together. Um, you know, they were on the 2017, yeah. but they got the year back, uh, cause of COVID. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you, you guys got to really build that program up together. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think to, you know, to have the privilege of, 
of starting in my first year the way that I did. And, um, thanks to, you know, obviously I was, I was performing well in preseason, things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's the coach's decisions and the fact that, you know, John saw what he did in me and put that trust in me. Um, it was a bit nerve wracking when I, when I got my first few games in there, um, as any 17 year old would be, but just looking back, I think that's like one of the biggest, um, like turning points in my career. I was like, okay, I know I have a shot. I have a platform now, you know? And, uh, and I, yeah, eternally grateful to John for, for the way he, he set that up for right me. Right on. So, you know, goalkeepers of any sport, uh, you have to be wired a little bit differently. And I think, you know, and we've talked about this before, you fit that mold perfectly. So tell us about some of those, you know, those mental and physical challenges that you face during a game and, and how you prepare yourself and maybe tell us about your stats book, like, and how that led to your success, uh, at men's soccer nationals. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, if you look at a lot of different keepers, everyone has their own kind of thing that they do. Um, for me, it's kind of evolved over the years. You know, when I was younger, um, it would just be like, uh, I remember my first few few years at TRU, you used to always, you know, come out of the tunnel, you go to the right and I never go to the left. And then um, some things that stuck with me were like the um, always go to the right side of the goal. So when I come on the field and then I dribble a ball in and shoot it with my left foot in the air into the net, just a super weird thing. And then like, it's just a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and then the day of, day of a game, everything I do will be right foot first. So I'm putting on my shoes, it's right, right foot first. But everything. I'm, These are know, all your like, pre-game rituals everything. to make sure that you're in the right headspace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, like, I outgrew some of them because there was a point it was just getting ridiculous, I'll be honest. It was, uh, I remember I, so in my first year, um, I was only in three courses my first semester during the season just because, you know, I wanted to kind of ease my way into it. Um, so that made, I, I only had class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, um, most of our games in, uh, in 2018 were on Saturday, Sunday. So if we had a game on a Saturday, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let myself, you know, do anything from Thursday onwards. So I'd be just be in my room listening to pregame music for two days. <laughs> and I think it came to a point where I was like, I was like, dude, this is not sustainable. It's almost 25%. It's over 25% of my life right yeah. now is in my By room yourself. listening to just yeah. trying to get hyped up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I eventually kind of, you know, I figured out which ones, okay, these ones are going to help me perform. These ones aren't, um, you know, I used to have, I used to be weird. I remember John gave me um, some stick one day because I, I like, I, I wouldn't eat it. If we had an early, early game, I just like, I wouldn't eat before a game just because I, I wanted to feel light. And then now I'm like, I'm looking back, I'm like, what the heck? Like, it was such a weird thing to do. Yeah, your body needs um, calories no, to a, survive. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. Now, if you look at me play now, I'll, I'll have a snack pregame, snack at halftime, I'm you know, always stay in field, but, um, you know, it's just the tricks and trades that you learn. And, um, it's, it's cool to see some of the things that have stuck with me since I was younger. Yeah. That's for sure. No. And, you know, you know, speaking about that, um, you know, here we go. Here's the line ready during the tournament, you were unstoppable, nine saves, five penalty stops over three shootout victories, all leading up to the cold November championship game on home soil. So take us back to the moment, take us back to that time where you're doing the Macarena mid-game, you're kicking that ball and getting a yellow card, you're getting inside the other team's head, the other coach's head, even the referee's head to win that game. You had everything. So, you know, walk us through what it took to do that. 100%. I think, um, you know, I off the field, I, I, I enjoy my comedy, and I feel like when if I can bring that onto the field a little bit, you know, and I love entertaining. Um Obviously, it comes with you know you, you have to be a, you, you have to perform well as a soccer player first before you start entertaining. So I think it's one of those things where I was like, hey, if I can have the perfect balance here, it could really be a show. Um, and I think you know in that first game against McMaster, um, my I, I wouldn't say my confidence was low, but it was a bit lower. Obviously, coming off a playoff defeat, wasn't. I'm one of those people, you know, I 
I really take momentum and I take it in my stride and things like that. And I try, I try my best. It's something I'm really working on is my, my mental side of things because that is the number one, especially as a goalkeeper, the toughest Absolutely. thing. You know, it's really, really easy to get inside your own head. You know, again, go, go back to that imposter syndrome a little bit. Like, it's like, do I belong here? But the entire time, you know, uh, I'm just trying to, like, I'm convincing myself. I'm like, where well, I'm here to win. You know, I have my teammates that trust me, John, trust me. I'm here for a reason. And then, so in that first game, when I made that penalty save, didn't celebrate too much because I was like, okay, I, I conceded a goal that I, I wouldn't have liked to concede. Um, you know, I made a penalty stop. Great. I'll celebrate when we win because that's what really matters for me right now is not making the yeah. save. It's not the time for me to go and have a dance because yeah. I haven't I haven't done anything um, from from my standards and my you know to my knowledge anything super yet. Right, right. right? Um, I saved the penalty shot. It's like okay, that's in it, obviously it's impressive for for like keepers, but in a way it's what you're supposed to do. It's, it's the way the game ends. Someone's got to do it. Um, so then when we won, I was very happy in that first game, hundred yeah. percent. And then the second game, I think that's where I was like. You know, I was, the the mojo start kind of started coming in because I I felt like I had a really strong performance in in the hundred ninety minutes, hundred twenty minutes, and I think that's where you know I kind of for, for myself, anyways, I earned that right to you know kind of have a little bit of flamboyance with it because the last thing like no, no one likes someone that's not playing well and then doing all these weird dances and stuff like no no one likes that yeah. guy. I, yeah. I don't want to be yeah that absolutely guy, you know. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, um, what was it? The, the penalty shot at the end of the game, they, obviously they scored it when I kicked the ball away, but, um, but if you go to the penalty show, it's that same guy whose penalty shot I saved. So I think, yep. uh, you know, if the, if the, if the games didn't work in, in the 90 minutes, it, it, it came back around and worked there. But, um, that was one of my favorite moments when the, so to set it up here, uh, you know, penalty shot is called for the other team in game. Uh, the ref puts the ball down, turns to go talk to the, the kicker. Um, and you go grab the ball and you drop kick the ball as hard as you could outside of the stadium. The ball's just gone. And the ref turns and looks at you and gives you one of these, like, what are you doing? And you're like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what the kicker thinks. I'm doing what I think's best. You get the yellow card and you turn to the crowd and the crowd just goes crazy and loves it. And it was yeah. one of the, like, the funniest, but also like, okay, I see what you're doing moments, but also like, what are you doing yeah. moments? You know, it was, it was incredible. What <laughs> so takes us to? I think yeah. for that, yeah, it's, it's oh, sorry, it's, yeah, it's just like um, like yeah, how can I just completely flip the script of what everyone's brain right now? How can I just make them like yeah, just take every, catch everyone off guard in a sense? Like I remember Marco and Ryan, like Marco Favreau and Ryan Lewis, they were talking. They're like, yeah, they're like, we were obviously upset. We're but like conceding a penalty shot. We were just laughing. Yeah. They're just like they, they didn't know. Like everyone's just so <laughs> caught off guard by it. Um. But yeah, no, for me, I think that's one of the parts of the game that I really enjoy, you know, kind of using the 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 tactics and the, and the banter to my advantage. Um, and, you know, if, it's, if it takes a yellow card, it takes a yellow card. That's all right. Absolutely. <laughs> so the second game that goes to a shootout, we I, it's one of the wildest games I've ever been to uh, in TRU athletic history. You know, we have thousands of people there. It's the night game. It's negative 15 outside, but it doesn't matter because the energy is so high. And people are so excited. And then we go to the shootout and the whole crowd is wrapped around the field. And so talk to us about the pressure when your home fans are wrapped around the field, you know, cheering and gasping at every single movement and every single play. How do you how do you stay focused for that? Yeah, I, I honestly I thrive off that. And a massive shout out has to go to the support in Canvas. It was unbelievable. It's you know, for me personally, the easy jobs are forming when you have that kind of support behind you. Oh my goodness. And it's just one of those things where you're like, 
I can do something big here and I can get the crowd riled yeah. up. Um, so with that first save, I, I again, I, I just had a hunch. I knew where he was going. I kind of read him, set, set it up nicely so that, you know, kind of um, tease him to shoot there a little bit. And then when I made that first save, I, yeah, it was tough, tough save for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's always hard when they um, hit it with such power and stuff like that. So I was super happy to save that one. And then, um, you know, again, it was the first penalty. So that that's for me, that's the most important one. It sets up your team nicely. It's like right off the bat advantage. Right. right? And I know if I can save the first one, um, you know, I, I, it, it takes it from um, trying to save one of the five. So now I'm trying to save one of the four, but I've already saved one. If that kind of yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So it's like, I've already saved one pressures off. You know, I've done my yeah. job in the penalty shootout. I've saved one. Now it's you guys to score all of them. Like you should, and we'll win. And then if you don't, like so be it but i've already done my job pressures off and i'm genuinely just having fun out there like that the the first celebration was one of those ones where i've probably been in my mirror practicing a few times um but that second one i have never seen those dance moves in my life i have never that that was the macarena one right so so sorry uh, in the final there was a macarena this one was just like the the weird little shifty one i don't even i've never like that that dance would never came into my brain before i've it just happened it just, it just, just happened. Um, it just came, like, it just, it just came out of me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and the, the crowd was so into it, you know, they wanted you to make a save because they wanted to, to see the dance. And that does take us to the championship game. You know, the third game in a row, two extras, um, you know, to a shootout again, what are you, are you understanding the moment of what the shootout is when it's happening? Or is it, you know, you're so immersed in the game you know, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You're so focused. Or do you understand, like, you know, the, essentially the championship is in your hands? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, it's 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 a crazy feeling for sure. Um, but I think the the only the only time, like, the ref blew the whistle at 120 minutes and of the three games where I wasn't, like, necessarily nervous was the final. Because I was like, I like we won. I was like, I, I've got this, I, I 100%. Really? Um, it was almost a sense of blind confidence, you know? I was like... Even if I don't got this, I got this. Like, there's no, yeah. there's some, something, something that was in the air at Hillside, and um, there was no way, um, you know, after the shift we just put out, I was like, there is no way I'm not stopping one. And honestly, the out of the three penalty shows, this one was probably the most, um, you know, it, it took me long enough. Again, they hit that post. I was like, okay, awesome. Um, but then, you know, making like I, the fact that I was able to make a save after six penalties, I think it was, have gone in five or six yeah. penalties. Yeah. I was like. It's, it, it gets tough when, when they've had a few and you're like, okay, he's dove left, he's dove right, he's dove right again. Where's he gonna go? They've, they've seen they've seen what you're gonna do, right? So yeah. now, how do you how do you uh, read them? Yeah, exactly. So I think um, you know, just just grateful of how it all played out. But um, yeah, it was just something was in the air at Hillside, and you know, no matter what, I think after the game, I, I felt like I could have climbed Mount Everest. You know, I've never had such a an unbelievable unbelievable feeling in my life. Yeah, it was it was really special, and and for those folks that weren't there, we you know we set the attendance record for for Hillside Stadium. We had the whole tournament capital center; all the meeting rooms were full. Uh, we had the whole stadium full. We had extra seating at the alumni um, tent. We had extra stands set up on the uh, west north side, and everything was one hundred percent full. I don't think we could have got another person in there. Full stop. And, you know, championship, you guys win, everyone storms the field. It's one of those like emotional moments. And, and so who do you, who did you hug first after that? Where, you know, where was it? And what did you feel the minute that you, you realized you won? Yeah, I think um, for me, looking back at the video, I was kind of running all over the place, running all over the place. Um, sorry, I, I didn't know 
like where to go. I was like, this is just happened. I was running around like half hugging like four different people. I remember there's in the video I kind of like brushed by Yan when like like because I my, my brain <laughs> my my brain just didn't know where where I was going. Like it, it was like a you know a, a bull that sees red, but in, in, with the opposite emotion. You know, I was I was so happy. Um, and then when everything it was it was yeah it was unbelievable. I remember just coming through the crowd of just absolute chaos, and then I'd see you know this person like oh man oh man. I'd see this person like dude what? like everyone's just like so fired up and then eventually i got um mm. i was th- thankfully enough my, my entire family was in attendance so i go find i found Amazing. my dad my mom my brothers and it was just like is incredible actually no sorry my mom she she was hiding for about two of the games because she she uh she, she can't like ever since i was a kid she gets so nervous watching me play she has to like hide like yeah. hide her face so she was yeah, like yeah he's like crying she's like oh my gosh she was inside she was just like crying but like watching the game obviously but just yeah, just it was unbelievable. Just um, yeah, it, n- never felt anything like it. Yeah, no, it was it was really special. You know, I've I've been uh, on campus for fourteen years, and I was the uh, part of the Wolfpack, uh, not player, if you look at me, but uh, I was the Wolf Wolfpack announcer, and then the fundraiser. So you know, uh, bleed orange, and and to see that happen, and to get to be a big part of it was really special. So you know, I. I get to thank you for that. That was really neat. But you know, you're not you're not done your player career. You're now in Australia. You play for the Glen Norkey yeah. Knights. Is that right? Yeah, Glen Norkey Knights. You got Nailed it. that. Um, you're in the second division of the National Premier League in Tasmania. Yeah. And you get to play with a Wolfpack teammate in Daniel Segno. Yeah. So tell us about your team. How did you guys end up in Tasmania? Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, the way it works out here, it's um kind of similar in an, in an aspect if you look at U Sports where they have you know Canada West OUA AUS so they have the first tier um which again level wise the, the A league it's similar to like middle of the pack lower MLS teams and then you have the second division which is spread out in different conferences so NPL Tasmania will be like Canada West for the NPL so it's the second division just one of the uh yeah, one of the conferences if you will um gotcha yeah so it's been pretty cool having me and danny out here um yeah they, we have the place together we have a car together and stuff so we're, we're always doing stuff together um right on but yes yeah, so, the two canadian is daniel canadian yeah yeah so um yeah so the two canadian boys hanging out in australia do you guys stick out like a sore thumb or yeah there, there's actually one other canadian guy on one of the other teams here because the way it works here you're allowed um three imports per team so they call it imports um so from yeah players from other countries um so we're the two yeah we're the two canadians um yeah, it's 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 pretty cool out here, definitely. And I, um, yeah, just the way it happened was essentially because um, this would have been when did I start? At the end of last year, so when I was kind of winding down with my degree and my and my university career, I knew uh, obviously we were hosting nationals. There's kind of no better way to end your. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Um, n- no better way to end a, a university career. So I was kind of exploring what's next, and then um. Uh, Patrick is it so he on, on, on the Cherry Wolfpack men's soccer team he used to play in NPL so this league but in Victoria so on the mainland just a different state he's like yeah um, mm-hmm. give it a shot like uh, reach out and see what you can get um, and yeah I didn't have an agent at the time so I essentially just drafted up my CV topped up my highlight video um, went on Wikipedia found all the teams their club websites contact find the technical director's email send him an email say this is who I am this is where I'm playing this is what I'm looking for Attached below is my CV and highlight reel. Um, if you can please, you know, get back to me. Uh, I'd be interested in any opportunities that you might have at the club or put me in touch with who um, who can best help me out here. And I sent that out to probably just about every team in Australia. Um, right on. I think it was about 84 of them. Um, and I emailed just about every single one. Um, 
Just like you did when you were 16 and 17 trying to play U sport. <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly it. Um, you know, and, yeah. and I, out of those 84, I probably got 70 uh, ignores or, uh, or no's. And then out of those like 10 or so um, teams responding saying, Oh yeah, we'd be interested in this, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually it kind of just fizzles out. But with Glenorchy Knights, um, the head coach here, James, he was, you know, really interested in bringing a goalkeeper um, liked what he saw from, from the videos. So, we had a few zoom calls and, uh, and he said, okay, awesome. Um, you know, it's nice to see your highlights, but we want to see kind of your full games. You want to see how you get scored on. We want to see all this. So they followed me through the mm -hmm. league one BC uh, season with rivers. And at the end of that, right I, I, I got my offer. And then um, this would have been just at the end of the year, uh, end of the kind of U sport season, middle of the U sport season. Um, Cause again, I kind of put that on the side um, when I got the offer, I was like, okay, I'm going to touch base with you in November. Cause I, my next focus for the next four months is, TRU completely. Like, this is it. I was, and even right. talking with John, I was like, John. Oh, so, so even even before you won the national championship, you had an offer in your back pocket. Yeah. So this would have came about in about August, I want to say. Um, right on. And I told John, I was like, hey, John, just like, so this would happen. I'm, like, I'm graduating, everything like that. And, um, and yeah, I have this professional offer in Australia. I'm like, but I'm like, we'll talk about it in November. Because for the next four months, I'm not even thinking about that. You know, the only thing on my mm -hmm. mind is winning nationals. Um and having the best season possible with this team. So again, I kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit. And then, you know, kind of coming into the season, um, the coach out here is like, Hey, we have the budget and we're looking for an attacking player. And I was like, okay, sweet. Um, and I, again, I want to take into consideration when I'm recommending someone that it's not, you know, one of the players here that has three years left. And John's like, what the heck dude, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. I was like, okay. Um, you know, he wants an attacking player. I was like, I sent him, um, and he asked me about a few players on the rivers team. I was like, yeah, Daniel was one of them. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can put you guys in touch. So I put him in touch. And then next thing you know, um, Daniel Sagno is out here as well with me. And, uh, and we're, we're living the Australian <laughs> dream. <laughs> right on. What's what's some of the biggest changes uh, or cultural shocks uh, for you? Um, I think I just finally started do not doing this. But every time you get in someone's car, I'm getting to the wrong side. Um, they're like, you want to like, drive, mate? I was like, no, I don't. I just, yeah, I just, and then... Um, it was I was out for breakfast with my coach. This would have been two months ago, and uh, it's like, yeah, he's like, just order coffee. Like I was like, hey, sweet, um, I'll get a double double, please. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, what is a double double? I was like, oh, oh man. Um, so now I just I just get a gotta go through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I just get a cappuccino no to, to avoid any embarrassment. Now, no Tim Hortons out there. No, not not one in sight. <laughs> so uh, you got a you got a couple years with them. What's your plan now that you're a professional athlete? jackson gardner yeah um so it's um yeah it, again just kind of taking it day by day um i you know I, by no means would i be against staying out here for for the foreseeable future um definitely just gonna take it a season at a time and then if i you know get, where, where to get an offer on the mainland because again i like um excuse me um i've heard like the level can be a bit better out there maybe a little higher pay things like that but at the end of the day it's all i'm after just progressing um you know so if i can um i'm happy to be here as long as i need to be you know until I've kind of come to the point where I get, you know, if I were to get an offer at a higher level, but again, I'm, I'm not one that likes to move laterally either. You know, if another team in this league was like, Oh, we want you, we offer you this. I'm like, you know, it's just for me. I, I really, I think it's kind of something that was deeply rooted in me through TRU as well. Like there's no, like the only way I would have left TRU was to play professionally, which I've done like what I'm doing now. Um, Like no yeah. ounce. And like, there's not one bone in my body that like, you know, wants to move to, like once a move that isn't you know moving forward in my career so again right. definitely for this year i'll be here who knows next year up to three years i can be out in australia um okay. just with the visas and whatnot and then yeah that's uh so again just definitely this year who knows maybe next year maybe the year after even
Right on. Well, Jackson, we're cheering for you. We're proud of you. We're, we're supporting you and we, we love to see what you're doing. And, uh, we love to see that you're making uh, the Wolfpack proud in Canada and British Columbia. And of course, uh, you know, Chilliwack and hopefully your mom gets to watch some of the games and, you know, peeks between her, her hands <laughs> when she's getting all nervous. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.